0: Hey everybody, Adam Cook from the NIL Store. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode. We chat with Jason Bergman, founder and CEO of Market Price. It's a wonderful conversation uh, where we learn some of the lessons that he gained as an agent before building Market Price. Uh, and we hear who his dream brand would be to partner with in the NIL era. Hope you enjoy the episode. Tool do you use for email? I'm curious. Do you just use Gmail? Yeah, that's what we're starting with.
1: Come on, Steve. We can do better than that. Dude, okay. Thanks. I Already a successful show. Thanks, guys. <laughs> this, has been, this has been such a blast. That's it. No,
0: I, and that's it. Appreciate I, you trying, jum- coming on.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for having me. I'm trying to not be on email as much, honestly, where, um, look, as a CEO, you're on, what, 10, 15 calls a day. And then it's like, you got to kind of do this whole CEO job separately. But email seems to be a lot of bogged down. I've been trying to, you know, Prioritize where it's like, all right, from eight to nine thirty, email, and then you know the five thirty to seven thirty, and just like during the day, how can we work on the business? How can we be thinking high totally. level and growing? By the way, two days into that, haven't really stuck to it as much as I'd like, but <laughs> I am very bullish on it. Sounds good in my head that I really want to <laughs> roll with that moving forward. Um, but anyways, yeah, I could talk emails the whole day. I could talk about NIL the whole day. No, we part. don't
2: care about NIL. We just care about emails. Um, <laughs> do you... All right, all right. Slack. You guys are on Slack, I imagine? Yes, we use okay. Slack. Okay. I thought he was going to say like Ring Central or something funny like
1: that. Oh no, um, we're not weirdos. <laughs> yeah, we use Slack. Like do a you company. have to okay. mute your Slack throughout the day? No. It sounds nice, but I am also like the chief janitor officer, right? Where it's like, if there's <laughs> anything officer. that we need or anything our team is struggling with, like I got to be the, the person that fills up the the holes and helps our team be in the best seat to do the best job you know and that sounds so corny but seriously right like i don't want anything to be slowing down our team if i could take that i'm the only one with more or less unlimited time working on this thing 24 7 but no i do not how many slack channels does market price have like how many different channels do you have? <laughs> I could pull it up and I
2: could
0: count. Yeah. Guys, well, how many channels have. do we have? We well, have we, we have a lot and we have more every day. It feels like, like, oh yeah, this is another arm of communication we have to, we have
1: to <laughs> siphon out. Yeah. Well, I still have some, like, I have a no B flow Slack channel, which is a chat without Brandon flow to talk about his birthday and a surprise <laughs> where I don't think that counts because <laughs> that's not super active, but it's uh, very I, important. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very important. I'd say we're no more than like seven to ten active Slack chats. But I can give you a hard number after this call if you want, Stephen.
2: I'm just kidding. All right. Well, you uh, are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This, uh, I guess, this podcast. This is this is the introduction. Um, Welcome to the NIL show. Um, We are super excited to have Jason Bergman from Market Price. Thanks so much, Jason, for joining us. Um, We've gotten to know each other in the last couple months as, as we've been in the space. Market Price. Some pretty awesome stuff, Jason. Do you want to give your um your your twenty seconder? I don't know. I, I'm more curious on you first, and I want to get to market price. Like, how this is your second venture. You you've been through. You this is this is you building for the second or third time. Tell us. Uh, tell us about your early days in twenty seconds.
1: <laughs> in twenty seconds. <laughs>
2: yeah. Good luck. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think. uh, Well, I mean, even to preface it, I think the best businesses are started from problems that uh, one of the co-founders, if not both, have struggled with personally, because then you kind of skip the whole user interview part to get up and running. Of course, you still talk to users, but it's like you're solving your problem. I like to think that's one of the coolest parts about Market Price. Where I'm I'm about to talk about Brian Chesky and Airbnb in my 22nd pitch, but humor (laughs) me for a second. Like Brian Chesky was the first ever host of Airbnb, and Look how that turned out, right? Like he's solving a problem for him. Not many people knew that. I was the first sports agent ever to use Market Price because I couldn't just snap my fingers and be an athlete trying to find deals. But my background, I worked at a sports tech company um, where I was selling businesses as small as local car dealerships on a $10,000 consulting fee to connect them with brands, calling down Yelp, cold calling every single day to closing DraftKings and Anheuser-Busch and Vitamin Shop, CBS Sports and every company in between. And I was able to see a ton of problems where how brands connected with professional athletes, kind of always knowing that NIL was going to happen with student athletes. I was like, there's just got to be an easier way and we could dive in whichever way that you guys want to. But for me, I saw that problem. I started a sports agency to see, all right, well, how actually hard is this problem? I DM'd probably like 3,000 athletes on Instagram. Instagram watched (laughs) every single day for a couple months. I'd love to be able to bring you marketing deals. Just say yes or no. Because again, you needed to be the person struggling with the problem, right? And I got 12 athletes that you've probably never heard of to say yes to me of like, yeah, you can bring me marketing deals. And I send out a hundred cold emails to businesses. I get three replies a day. Two of them were no's, right? One, and I'm trying to pitch and I'm like, athletes do not have time to do this. Student athletes absolutely have no time or know how to do this. And it's not a knock against them. They just have bigger priorities. So with market price, uh, well, you didn't ask about market price yet. So that's on me. Uh, and then we launched Marketplace in <laughs> January. Okay. So about, uh, can can
2: January, we dig March. into this? So you started, you saw the opportunity working in sports tech, and then yes. you started your own sports agency. Mm-hmm. Is that where you just, you just like said, like, I'm an agent today. How did that, and then you just yeah. started DMing people? Like, yeah. Walk us I, through what you were thinking. This is super
1: interesting, I think. I don't know, guys. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I, uh, so I, like I said, at a sports tech company, it's called Open Sponsorship, where I was working on the brand side. So I saw from a firsthand point of view what problems brands struggled with trying to connect with athletes. And I was like, all right, cool. I got a lot of complaints every single day. In the moment, it was terrible. But now starting market price, it's like, great. Now I know what their problems are and, and how I can solve them. I never really witnessed the problem from an athlete or agent point of view. We charge athletes and agents a monthly membership for price. How in the hell am I supposed to know if they're ever going to pay for this stuff if I've never been and struggled with that problem myself? So I made an Instagram account. It's called Jason Max Marketing. Max is my middle name. Jason's my first name, duh. And I bought a logo online for like $4. It's actually pretty sweet. Uh, it's like a <laughs> JMM marketing. And I just started reaching out to athletes and I'm like, I've been in sales for my entire life. I've been working in sports marketing for the last few years. I don't want any exclusivity. I'll I'll just bring you marketing deals. Just say yes or no. And I had conversations with these athletes and I saw that either they've never even thought about marketing and these are professional athletes like in the NFL and they never thought about marketing. They were with a bigger agency that gave them just no attention and they were just waiting on them to blow up. Um, And I saw an opportunity for myself as an agent. And then I saw, I used all of these different platforms, right? I used open sponsorship, icon source, open doors. I did cold emails and I'm like, there's got to be an easier way. Like this is not easy. Like it should be easier to connect with these businesses. Um, so starting market price, I really built it for the sports agent. Um, keeping in mind that athletes is as, as much as we could simple it down, make it mobile friendly. Um, how can we make that zero to one connection a lot easier? Uh, that's really the premise of starting market price and like a lot like a dating app, right? Where, Tinder and Hinge and Bumble are these massive businesses because they made that zero to one so easy. Uh, you know, we've led to I don't know almost seven thousand partnerships in our first eighteen months between athletes and businesses, and it's a big number. And I'm like, great! Like, we're just getting started. Like, we still have so much to go uh, and so many partnerships. I'm not sure how we got here, Stephen. So feel free to bring us back on track. But I uh, that's, this is that's great. great. I, yeah, I think I think that is on track. I, I
0: just listening a little bit to how. You took your approach to like, I'm just going to go out and do this and yeah. I'm going to solve as many problems as I can. Because if I'm having these problems, I guarantee I'm not the only one that have it, that's having these problems. Yeah. Um, I just got to say, you, you're you're for sure my favorite follow on LinkedIn and, and you're, no. you're known for this across the board. Like. You're th- I think even your website says Jason's known about his enthusiasm as a leader and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Is, is this? Did just you like- write that? Did you write that yourself? I <laughs> swear, <Yeah. laughs> yeah. I did. Yeah, I swear I Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a bio you bought for four dollars off the internet, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, so, like, is this where? Where? Where did this Jason come from? Just this unstoppable optimism, uh, enthusiasm. Has, have
1: you always been this way? Uh you know, I I don't know. Not to give you the worst answer ever to that, I, I could tell you guys I was really shy growing up. Like I was a, I, I still consider myself an introvert. Um, I just get really excited very easily about a lot of things. And this NIL and Empowering Athletes is, is one of those, hence the optimism and sitting close to the camera. And I promise I didn't buy it for $4, but back <laughs> to your question. Um, no, I, I wasn't always like that. It's just, I don't know, Alex Lieberman, the CEO of Morning Brewer, former CEO, co-founder, and he's always like, yeah, you kind of want to do what you're really passionate about, but also something that you're good at. And you, if you could find both, that's, that's the best. And for me, I love working with other people and I love empowering people. I believe everyone is the hero in their own story. Uh, to quote from Reid Hoffman, the GOAT, uh, former co-founder of LinkedIn. And it's like for, for me, I get to work with some unbelievably talented and passionate people every single day and see them do things that they love doing. And that in and itself gets me so pumped up more than ever. And then you see these athletes making these connections with businesses Mm -hmm. and doing things that they've never just been able to do before. And it's like, man, Mm -hmm. it's because I started DMing athletes (laughs) on Instagram about this random marketing agency. And it's like, anything is possible. And it really is. So yeah, like, how could that not get you hyped? And I mean, if you start a business, you guys have to know, right? Like you have to be so over the moon, obnoxiously excited about what you're doing, or it's just not going to (laughs) work. period. So So, yeah, I I like to say I'm lucky for, for that excitement and, you know, I hope it's contagious throughout the team. And yeah, it
0: is. I mean, like, like I said, there,
1: there's a reason why you're my favorite follow on LinkedIn. And,
0: you know, I love, I love watching what you post and it, I just think that's such a great leadership lesson as well of, of, and, you know, I can say we have the same in Steven here at Campus Inc of, it's so great to work with, work for somebody who is infinitely passionate and excited about what they're doing and what they're building. Um, and especially in such a new space where it's so nebulous and ambiguous, um, it's just so refreshing and and exciting to watch that take place. So, um, yeah, man, I I just think it's great. I I think it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and and a good lesson to transfer over to the athletes too. When, when you're putting them together with brands, it's like, Look, man like
1: you need to be excited about this you should be thrilled about this this is something that's really cool like get hyped about it yeah so, look so that could get, be another conversation we have but like that, get, they get, get hyped get, about it but then they don't know what to do and that's where we worry. can help but yeah go ahead steven
2: so you're the buddy the elf of
1: market price like every yeah. company needs a buddy, the <laughs> that's elf. not a short joke is it you have no idea how oh how long no or short we've i am. only i don't even know yeah. if you have
2: legs yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please don't stand up right now uh <laughs> Things you don't do on podcast stand up. Uh, we could play a game of like what what shorts are you wearing or like who's wearing sweatpants right now. I'd <laughs> yeah. um, rather go back to email, yeah. but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: your podcast, your
2: rules. But <laughs> okay, so like market price is different, um, and and the more I learn about it, it's it's very unique in its offering. In fact, you guys have recently partnered with influencer, yeah. um, which which was awesome. Campus Inc. is a partner of theirs as well. Can you tell us what is super... Now you can give us the 22nd like market price. Okay, what is super unique about it?
1: Because I think this is really interesting. Look, that's, that's, that's pretty difficult to do because I tend to have ADHD and let that take over. But for us, it, it's just an insane focus on empowering our users and listening to them and building solutions for them. No other business in our space at least in the marketplace space, and you guys may do this, but like we talk to hundreds of users a week, like athletes, pre-sign up, post-sign up. Like We have an incredible attention to detail on talking to these athletes. And the the partnership with Influencer, that's something for us of we've had thousands of calls with student athletes understanding on a one-on-one phone call, what problems do you struggle with and what solutions are you looking for? We're not in the business of we're going to make some bright, shiny toy to get a press release about it. We're in the business of like, cool, tell us everything that you're struggling with. Tell us where your university is maybe lacking. Tell us where education is maybe lacking and how can we fill that white space for you and and really solve your problems. Um, now, the biggest thing for us that we've seen, to not give you the fluffiest answer of all time, even though it is true, is connecting with businesses, helping them close business deals, and helping them understand how to go about building their business. And that could be through long-term brand deals. It can be through networking. It can be through storytelling on their own personal Instagram and personal social media. That's something where the education of like, that's what these athletes care about, that connection. And it's not even just connection with brands. It's connecting with other athletes and learning from other athletes where maybe a senior athlete who's about to graduate, is not as interested in connecting with other athletes as maybe a freshman would. Um, And and there's so much variance in how these athletes, depending on where they are in their journey are and how could we help each one of them individually. Uh, That's something where we talk to athletes all the time and that's what they tell us. Like, I'm not just saying that because it's like, ah, what does the CEO say? It's like, these athletes are like, no one cares about us as much as you guys do at market price. And there's so much that goes into it. And we wouldn't be able to do that without the people that we have here. Like, that's the thing that separates us. But I couldn't just say our people are incredible and better than everybody. Um, like, Stephen, I mean, you're starting this podcast with a couple of your team members, right? Like, your team is everything. So our team, I know while we're recording this, is out there talking to athletes, talking to businesses, empowering them to, to come together and connect. So we could dive into the how. But that's, from a high level, how we separate ourselves from everyone. Jason, so much of what
3: you're saying resonates with us because I feel like we have similar ideologies with how we're building uh, the NIL store and Campus Inc. and that one-to-one relationship with athletes, making sure that they know that they're valued, that our relationships are everything, Um, even going back to just... Uh, early on, DMing athletes and just trying to reach them and get them on board. I remember there was there was somebody that that told Adam early on there like, "Hey, you know, DMing athletes that's that's unprofessional." Uh, and it's like it's like I don't know that you really understand college athletes. Like this is the best and most effective way for <laughs> us to directly yeah. reach athletes. Mm-hmm. Some of them talk on Snapchat uh, only. Uh, yeah. uh, a lot talk on Snapchat only, which was an yeah. area that I was not interested in diving into. But uh, but I, I'm curious. Like early on for you, was there a seminal moment where you were you you got over a hurdle or or whatever it might be, and you gained a little bit of traction with the company, and you're like, oh, we we might have something here.
1: Yeah. I don't know how much time you guys have. Yeah, I I think in terms of. You guys started this business, right? And to start a business, you need to do so many things manually before you really automate things and scale things. And things like the assumptions, like not to, I don't know if this is like PG rated or X rated, like when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, like if someone says that you can't do something, like that's even more reason to try and (laughs) go get shit done. And like, if you don't have that mentality in everything business, like you have no chance You just don't like you're going to fail. You're going to fall right into the ground. And like, for me, like even as a founder, right. And I I don't, again, I don't even know where to start with like the amount of things that we've done where now looking back, it's like, (laughs) oh my God, did we really launch a website without a settings page? Like to edit your profile, (laughs) to edit your email, like did you really, on the day that we, like the day that we launched, we almost like soft deleted so much of our user's campaign data where it was like a business and like that sounds really scary by the way Mm -hmm. it's it's not it's like a job posting on linkedin and for four hours we're like wait what do we do? do what do we do and then we like look back in our database and we figured a way around it and it's like you just really need to be able to be fully dedicated to the vision and the mission that you're building and be okay with making left turns and right turns and i think that's one of the advantages at a startup not to get too off topic but like there are a couple of bigger businesses in this space um, where when they try to move, the video is on for this, right? So like you're a big boat and you could like turn and you turn really slowly as a big boat. When you're a little startup and you're just like this little speedboat and you go left, you go right, you can jump up, down, whatever, right? Like you can move in so many different directions. As long as you stay focused on the problem, you could stay fluid with what that solution looks like. So I don't even know if that answers your question, man. No, but I, 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 I hope that. I hope it did a little I bit. I think that's, that's great.
2: That was literally the conversation we had yesterday <laughs> in our Monday meeting. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> awesome.
1: And there's
0: like, you know, you know, when you keep hearing the same thing over and over, and you're like, there's a reason why this particular topic continues to come up uh i mean that that's that's one of them and i think it's it's another great lesson of you you, there's there's no way around i think nick saban said this a couple weeks ago like success takes what it takes right you you can't you can't negotiate it and in order to do that you just have to do what you have to do manually whatever until you can figure out a better more efficient way to do that but you know it's been great watching you guys grow and, and iterate and a thing that steven said on on monday he's like there's this quote that you should be embarrassed by the first version of your product right yes because if, if if you're if you're not embarrassed by v1 like you you probably waited too long just pull I the trigger that's a, that's
2: go and then fix it as
1: you go that's yeah. right hoffman yep yeah yep I
2: think our, our cto is telling us that and you know what we're you know we're we're still getting you know getting our boots up and launching these school platforms and Adam and Sean are not e-commerce experts, but over the last 3 weeks have become e-commerce experts. Uh, Me and Shopify
0: are best friends now. You have Fuck to hell. do Congrats.
2: you have to do manual things that don't make sense for a yes. long time. And it might make you hate it like it's it's I mean you guys are probably I, I, like the back end might have been rebuilt over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. What was V one of market price versus where you guys are at now? Like, how much different is it? How much have you guys been building on it? Like, are you the main? You're not the main engineer on it, right? Like, how do you how do no. you work on product and, and and do all that stuff?
1: No, I don't think anyone in the world is crazy enough to be the only salesperson and then the only the only <laughs> developer. That's just that's just nuts. I don't think that human being exists to do it well. <laughs> v one of market price was ta- like ask Zach our lead developer, and I don't know if he'll listen to this. I may send him this part, but like it was terrible and it was embarrassing and it looks nothing like what we have now where our initial team, it was four people. It was me, my co-founder, Sherry, our Zach, a lead developer. And then Evan was our marketing manager who was our an intern and he was just so good. I'm like, don't leave. <laughs> Please stay here and, and do everything we had. So I was doing athlete sales, athlete account management, brand sales, brand account management, I, I the tech planning, right? Marketing I was doing. So it's like, you have to do everything. Um, and it gets really tough, right? Like when you are spending 11 PM to 12 PM doing outreach to athletes through Instagram DM, which by the way, is still one of our biggest sources of athlete leads today. Um, another example of like, when someone says, don't do something, it's like, well, you probably haven't tried it. Like you're not going to, you can't start a business like that with that <laughs> mentality. Um, I mean, like Reed Hoffman said, it, it's true. Like you just need to ship it, get it out there. And the reason for, for testing things too. And athletes are like this too to bring it back somewhat to nil right like i'm sure you guys have heard of Raquan smith the, the king of nil this guy jack mm. Betts, the d3 king of nil and i've listened to hours of podcasts of them right to understand from their eyes like what has worked in addition to the athletes that we speak with and work with um they're like we just message a ton of companies <laughs> and it's like you're not going to hear back from all of them like you're going to try a lot of things um before you can automate it so it's really the same thing with business building you know you want to try things Figure it out. The first thing that you try is not going to work. So, what else can you change before you put resources and time into all to automate it and and scale it? So,
0: what's what's one of your favorite deals you've seen it come across market price? Doesn't have to be the favorite, but just just what's one that you were like,
1: man, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, does it have to be nil? I have one pro athlete and sure. then one nil story that kind of comes to mind. Let's do it. Yeah, um, and it's more stories. Because I, I don't know, I like the how they use the site. There's one amazing deal. Um, but when we first started, you guys are getting me back in the OG days, right? Of like before we launched and in the girls. The,
2: Steve Jobs. No.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there's this athlete, Brandon Madison. He is in the AUDL, uh, the American Ultimate Disc League. It's a professional frisbee. And I'll never forget he like DM'd me, it was one of our first inbound leads ever in January when we first launched. And he's like, Hey, do you guys have any deals for ultimate frisbee athletes with 800 followers on social media and i just responded i'm like hey thanks for reaching out i have no idea like we just (laughs) launched like i don't know you could try it question (laughs) we have a monthly membership it's 49 bucks you could try it just you know if you don't like it you can cancel after one month but i was like i'm not going to say we have deals for a guy with 800 followers who makes awesome content and is a great person but like i just didn't know and he comes in, signs up, in his first couple of months closes multiple deals, gets a ton of free product, does this cool affiliate deal, and then he upgrades to an annual membership after a couple of months of being on the site. And I'm like, that's when I was like, oh, we have something. Like that's mm-hmm. like okay, like we can help these athletes. And um, and just the other day there was an athlete, um, Macy Bader, and she goes to UNC Charlotte, and she's a soccer player, a sophomore, and she has the classic conversation with one of our salespeople, and it's like. I want to get into NIL, but I don't know what to do. Sort of have FOMO. I DM'd a couple brands, but I don't know what to say. And there's so many problems that go into it that we could talk about. And in her first day, she makes four connections with businesses. Three of those connections, Adam, the LinkedIn post about it, because I couldn't help. Three of those <laughs> partnerships came within an hour. Her first proposal came within two minutes. Like she mm-hmm. signed up and within two minutes had a proposal from a company to, to work with them. And I'm like. Like, if if an athlete wants to do this, which does every single student athlete want to take advantage of NIL? No, that's okay. The ones that do, there's no better way to access it. And so so I students.
2: think what's what's interesting is you are charging the athletes for yes. a elevated service and white glove approach to NIL, which means you have then have to convince the athletes to give you money with no guarantee on a return. Right. Like there is no guarantee that they will get a deal. Obviously, you can show like all that stuff. What about like the big name athletes that you might like they're like, why should I pay to be on this platform? How how do you approach like those or the ones with the biggest agencies? Because the way I've looked at NIL is like there's this top two percent of athletes that have crazy representation. They're Hmm. the movers and shakers, whatever. And then you have this like 98%. Uh, micro-influencers, hometown heroes, you know, probably not going to go pro. Do you even focus on the top 2% or is that not, not, not under, you know, not your focus?
1: It's a good question. It depends on the athlete. So not to give you the, like, it, I don't know. We, we need to talk with them and we have that white glove service to every athlete of like, if you're an athlete and let's say Tom Brady gives me a call on my cell phone number or should we, like any of these big athletes, the top 1%, what do they need? Like, do they need more marketing deals? I, I, I doubt it. There's one example. Um, have you guys heard of Casey Ferguson, the women's basketball player? She has like three million followers on on TikTok. And she goes to South Alabama. I was just looking it up. But um, Casey just signed up recently to Market Price in the last couple of weeks. And she gets a ton of these marketing deals. She signed up because of the education and the community that we offer mm-hmm. uh, of empowering these athletes. So that's one thing where it totally depends. Are those the athletes that we're reaching out to, Stephen, to be honest? No, like there are 500,000 college athletes and 499,000 and change <laughs> do not get the access to the, the, the Macy Bader's, the, the female soccer players that have maybe a thousand or two followers. Um, for those bigger athletes, I believe there's an opportunity as well. Um, it just depends on what they're looking for. Um, so not to like dance around your question. It, it depends. No, the person deal is super but, cool. But I, I think what's interesting is when you charge for something –
2: it's really interesting because then there's this unofficial contract that they're going to try hard to like lean yeah. into it, take the course, mm-hmm. actually educate themselves. It's it's like paying a trainer to go to the gym, right? Like mm-hmm. there's nothing different about them paying for coaching. They've been doing it their entire lives. I'm sure they all have personal coaches and trainers and, and all that stuff. So I think it's it's just an interesting way to even, you know, filter out the athletes that want to take NIL seriously versus mm-hmm. the ones that are like, eh, whatever, um, so I, th- I think yeah. that's, that's, that's super interesting. Do you get, um, w- when you're doing that, do you feel like you talk about like, you know, women's soccer, are you feeling like success is coming out of like the non-rev generators gen- generating sports or are you seeing just as much
1: college and or, uh, basketball and football? yeah it's a great question we do see more activity coming from the, the the soccer the volleyball the the track and field some of our like power users if you look at them we've we've helped it we just helped an athlete uh his name's cam basedon he's a cheerleader for ucf close deal with coach and make five hundred dollars nice. and it's like if awesome. you're an athlete and he made a thousand dollars of cash and product right and that's something where that investment in himself it's like charging these athletes but it's that just paid for 10 years of his membership on market price. So, mm-hmm. when you think of that as an investment, that's something where, yes, you're right, Steven, it allows them to be able to have some skin in the game and like get their money's worth. We have no intentions. And there's other players out there where it's like, we have 10,000 athlete profiles. And it's like, do more than 30 ever open it and use it? Mm-hmm. Like That vanity metric doesn't really matter to us. Like, we've had over 80% of our athletes who have signed up to market price. Actually, apply to a campaign and use it. And I know from personal experience, I know that's not true everywhere else, but like for us, it's yeah, we want to work with the athletes who really want to use this. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, the athletes that aren't getting the attention or don't have the resources, those are the athletes for us that it's really uh, a more so perfect match for us to continue building. And look, NIL is a year old. (laughs) In three to five to 10 years, it is going to be totally different. We're going to see freshmen. Who come in and they're not like, what do I even do? To I know exactly what I want to do. I have a brand mm-hmm. already. I have my story. Now how can I make these connections? And that's where Market Price is going to help. But that's a bigger conversation. Dive that way if you want we'll to. We'll have to do episode innovation. episode four by then. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. What what like
2: truths have you uncovered or demystified about NIL? Right, like are there any revelations that you've personally had or experienced uh i'll I'll tell you one for me is is you know, uh like women's sports kicks ass right mm-hmm. like yeah. absolutely crushes it. We saw it in women's softball, and that I love being able to talk about that to investors and and just other people. um I took the easy one, so you can go next what's what's your like revelation? I, I don't that wanna... you, you want to bust.
1: Yeah, I don't want to to kick back. That that's not a revelation for me like female influencers are amazing. Like you look at the content that they can create for these businesses, you look at the engagement rates they have, you look at how they interact with businesses and not to to prejudice against male athletes, but female athletes and specifically female student athletes, they kick ass and I I kind of knew that coming from the professional athlete world of like, hell yeah. Like it's just something where does every female athlete want to do this? No, but the ones that we've seen are like there's an athlete Keely Davis who plays volleyball at creighton she's closed wow. 17 deals on market price like 17 like one seven mm-hmm. and that's been in a few months and look would i want to close 17 brand deals maybe kind like kind of sounds great like making thousands of dollars and thousands of dollars of product like um so that that's something uh, for me i think it's on the flip side on the brands and we talk to universities all the time and they're like yeah well we need to you know uf let's say because i'm a gator We need Gainesville businesses that want to work with these UF athletes. And I'm like, hell no. Like there are companies (laughs) in every industry that want to target the 18 to 22 year old athlete. They just need a better way to do that. Where these companies want to work with Macy Bader. They want to work with Keely Davis. They want to work with these smaller athletes that have maybe like Keely Davis. She's from Colorado. 50% of her 3000 followers are in Colorado and most of them are female. Like, how are you going to target that demographic? Mm -hmm. in an authentic way without an athlete like Keely davis and how can you do that at scale in an affordable fashion so i think for these universities they need to get out of and we're helping them educate like you don't need to work with just local businesses to work with these athletes yes there are so many advantages to that but there are a ton of national businesses that want to activate these athletes at a smaller scale um like again coach they just worked with an athlete who's a cheerleader at ucf a female volleyball player at smu Another cheerleader at UF. Um, there's a couple other deals that they close. I don't know the sports off the top of my head, but it's like these athletes with one to 5,000 followers where if a brand like Coach can do that, there's other brands that are following that we've seen. So that's I, definitely been the biggest misconception for me.
0: I think that's one of the, the most fascinating things is, is we chat with agents, institutions. We have conversations in the NIL space. I think that's one of the, the 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 recurring themes for me that I just want to keep beating this drum that like the approach the model of what you would expect to see in professional sports of oh you play in this city for this team that means we have to market to this city and to these businesses yeah. that just doesn't play out mm-hmm. and sure there's 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 a space for that but at the collegiate level it really is so much more of the individual athlete driving that activation mm. connecting back to their 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 hometown fans and steven mentioned this it's like they're they're a hero right like that's yeah. there's so much more activation that can come about like organically from who they are versus just being like oh I happen to play for UF and that's the only value that I can bring. It's totally different than ethically just based.
2: Sean, I want to ask you this. So Sean sports, like was PR and marketing at Maryland athletics basically flew with the team everywhere. How important was their hometown? Like how many of the guys were actually from Maryland, right? And how important was their hometown? Were they always going back to their hometown? This is that revelation. Jason was huge. And I don't think we've heard that before. Um, which I think is freaking awesome. Sean, could you talk a little bit about that? Because you were with the team on the ground floor with their families, all that stuff. well,
3: hometown was massive. We actually, our women's basketball coach uh, at Maryland, Brenda Freeze, I think what was cool about her was uh, every time she had a recruit who, um, she promised that recruit that they would have at least one game close to their hometown so if she had a player from pittsburgh by the time she was a senior they would play a game either at pittsburgh or at duquesne or somewhere close to that area um hmm. one to show how much she loved her athlete but two because she knew that all of her friends and family would come to the game and they would all support her and it would just be really special uh but we loved uh, players that were from the state of Maryland that were on our team. Ultimately, we're trying to get Maryland fans to feel emotionally connected to our team. We had a player named Daryl Morsell, who was from Baltimore, uh, who was... Baltimore through and through. He was tough. He was gritty. He was our best defender and Maryland fans just resonated with him so much. And so we would play into that when we were marketing, marketing the team. He actually, he ended up transferring to Marquette his last year. And it was the year of NIL this past year. And it always, it always crushes me. Cause I'm like, Daryl, if you had just stayed at Maryland one more year, you could have made a ton of money just as that hometown hero. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, that, that hometown thing is huge. And, and I, and I think I, I'll be interested to see when we compare female sports to male sports, I think that there's going to be a continued shift where it becomes cooler and more socially acceptable for guys to do more TikTok stuff and put their self out there. It's, you know, what's what's cool is making money. Um, right now it's cool and socially acceptable for female athletes <laughs> yeah. to put themselves out there and they support each other if you see like a football player doing a dance in the locker room with his buddies, they get clowned on by major publications, like a bar stool or whatever it might be. Oh, TCU is not winning a game this year. Right. And so I think that narrative will slowly change when people are like, Oh, actually he's making a lot of money. Yeah. TikTok shaming. Um, I think,
2: I think on the hometown hero thing, actually one of our earliest NIL deals was with Brandon Pajemski at Illinois. He was a freshman and, you know we were working with his dad and, and and him and we're like look you haven't stepped on the court yet no one's going to buy your illinois stuff like just let's just say that right but instead what we did was we recreated his high school jersey at saint johns um and actually ran it for like his his hometown in in, in wisconsin ran this mm-hmm. campaign the school pushed it and then brandon donated 10 dollars back of every jersey wow. to his high school so like I don't know. I remember in high school all the guys that went and played in college. Like, oh, our, our running backs playing at Duke <laughs> or whatever, yeah. and so like that was really cool because he runs camps and clinics back home. He's always going back there. Yeah. His family's from back there, and so I, I think there's a the hometown play is is a big play. We actually cool. are releasing a private brand coming out. Um, it's our Ooh. own private label. Uh, it's called Urban Champs. And it says like rep your city, rep your hero. It's all about your hometown hero, and it's oh, going to no. be the official NIL jersey. I guess I just released it, guys. Sorry, um, <laughs> but it's all catered to like your back home, back home kid that you knew in high school kind of thing. Um, so I, I, I think that's super cool.
1: Um, soft launch, soft launch. Congratulations, so, fellas! Happy to be here. Um, Appreciate the opportunity.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's what's next for? So market price has a deal with with influencer. Awesome partnership. Yeah. What's next for you guys? Is it athlete acquisition? Is it creating more deals for your athletes? Like you're flying by the seat of your pants. I imagine a CEO trying to figure this all out. Um, what, what, what do the next six
1: months look like? Yeah. Uh, university partnerships. So university wide okay. partnerships. So that was always in our vision or always in my vision of partnering with universities or, or collectives. We closed our first university partnership with FSU and the rising spear, uh, their collective down in Tallahassee a few months ago. That Will has been Cowan. something where we've already started working with Will Cowan. Yep. Former we love. Will. I, I'm not rocking the Tommy Bahama <laughs> like he was on the last episode. <laughs> oh, you listened. Heck yeah. <laughs> t- of course, man. I listen to, I listen to you guys. Yeah. I, I love the episode. So yeah, Will. Will was great. Will is great. Um, Actually, talking to him in about an hour and fifteen minutes. But for us, it's just been now empowering finding the right partners where they want to empower. Like the Rising Spear, their first deal was with the women's soccer team. Where you'd think it's all about the the football team. And I've talked to collectives where it's like, let's raise money for the football team, play the football players. We have no business in doing that. So we want to partner with universities where now we can say that we've had thousands of conversations with student athletes. We work with three thousand athletes. We hear what they're struggling with. We hear the problems that you don't as much in full transparency. And we talk to this about a lot of universities mm-hmm. that access to brands, the access to education that they actually want to learn from. That's been a big reason that we're interested in the influencer deal where influence already works with 250 to 300 universities where they're already something that's on their, you know, P of cool. We're, mm-hmm. we're paying for influence already. Now is their preferred marketplace, that trusted source of, A lot of these universities just kind of buy influence or buy open doors and they know this. It's because other schools did it and it's like, all right, Mm -hmm. great. Oh, they did it. I'll do it too. Now for us, we know we have an unbelievable platform and we know that we're fighting against, we just had to do something. And I'm like, oh my God, these universities are buying things because they just had to say that they bought something. Mm -hmm. And we have market price, which is a tool that actually empowers these athletes to make unbelievable connections. So that's what's next for us. We have some pretty aggressive targets. But now we have the team, bought in, passionate, in perfect situations internally, for us to execute upon that, and uh, it's been well received so far. Now it's just about, um, you know, closing those deals, onboarding those athletes, and taking it from there.
2: I think that that was our biggest light bulb moment when Indiana said we want what Illinois is doing, uh, or like, yeah. you know, hey, what did you guys do there? How, how do we do it over here? I love you Hoosiers, you're all great. Second in my heart behind behind <laughs> the Illini, I married into the family. Um, But that's when the light bulb went off that like, wait, these NIL directors, they want to create really great opportunities for their, for their athletes. And by, by bringing in these platforms like influencer, right? Like open doors, like, and actually mm-hmm. educate, it's, it's like building a career center at your school. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the best way I put it is like, I imagine, okay. you know, I like, we can manifest this, but an NIL center at each school where it's like STEM, but for NIL where kids can work on their deals, they can meet with stuff, they can mm-hmm. have a photo shoot area, creative whatever that may be. These are essentially career centers and professional development communities that we're building. Um, and and it's really cool to be on the university side and see how they're thinking about it. Um, because these are like long projects. Like the ADs are putting these things out like 10, 15 years in advance and we mm-hmm. are just at the starting line. I think that's 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 yeah. kind of the, the craziest part. Adam, you're going to say something.
0: Yeah, it's 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 that ecosystem, and I just I, I love that vision. That's where we're at as well. And it, when you talk about being passionate about something and having that contagious enthusiasm, seeing what is on the horizon, you know, there there initially were so many people that were bearish on nil, and it's like, oh my gosh, like you're you're totally missing it because the opportunity here to create this you know, this massive infrastructure Mm -hmm. to really elevate the educational experience, elevate the, the athlete experience, elevate the professional development. There's just, there's so much exciting things deserving of optimism on the horizon in the NIL space. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be really cool. This, this next decade,
2: Jason, can you announce some of the schools that you're going to be working with? Or do you have any, any, any done yet? TBD. Yeah, TBD. TBD. You're not okay. getting yeah, any skits like,
1: drops. Yeah. No, it's t- have, appreciate Sean, you asking, but yeah. I, I gotta see if I we'll can see.
2: pry. Sean,
3: who is have we have, do we have any announcements uh, We out? have a few. We have a few. Am I allowed to say them? <laughs> you a, can tell a, us their yeah. school colors. Uh, one Why don't you tell us the school colors? colors? Is orange, that should give a big hint. <laughs> uh, did you just
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, Let's go.
3: Um, what's another color? Another one would be that of Dark forest green in the big Ten.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 yeah, we, we, got a, we got a few colors coming. Uh, Jason, I, I, I want to <laughs> ask you a question. This is, this is a fun question we like to like to ask people, and it, this kind of brings it back to the NIL deals, and you're obviously intimately involved here, so I'm looking forward to your answer.: Cool. You know very clearly, that the personal connection that you have to a brand is, is going to help you uh, bring value to that NIL sponsorship partnership, Mm -hmm. right? What's a restaurant that Jason Bergman right now, like what's your slam dunk NIL deal restaurant for Jason Bergman today? That's Mm -hmm. awesome. It's Benihana. No (laughs) question. Benihana. I love it. Yeah.
1: Not even a a thought in my mind. I knew exactly where you were going with that question. I'm like, I cannot (laughs) wait to say onion, like volcano at Benihana. (laughs) Flipping the shrimp in the hat. I am all for it. The food is delicious. I get in fights all the time with my group of friends where we've been going to Benihana for my <laughs> birthday every single year for years. And they're like, we can't go anywhere else in New York City. And I'm like, why would we go awesome. anywhere else? Yeah. It's the best I food in the it. city. So uh, that's
2: it. a... At least you know you can go there for your birthday so you don't have to awkwardly bring it up occasionally. Like, hey guys, where do you want to go tonight? Um, uh, yeah. Benihana's? Can I get a latch? Just, can I get a hook? Yeah. Feeling yeah, Benihana's. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. Adam, Sean, <laughs> wh- what are yours? Ooh. Oof. I, honestly, like, you know, I, I'm a Chicago boy through and through. And uh, so I just I feel like Portillo's is such an easy win. Like, you know, you're going to get a good Chicago style hot dog. Chocolate <laughs> cake can't be beat large cheese fry, uh, to boot. I mean, it's not necessarily the athlete diet, but, uh, I will never go wrong
3: with Uh, that. I'm going to go the hometown hero route. So you guys will have never heard of this place, but it's called CR wings. It's located in Bel Air, Maryland. They have the best wings. Uh, I can name every Mm. flavor on that menu and I can be a salesman for those guys. Like (laughs) I I have eaten so much weight in those CR wings. I love that place.
0: It was either that, or I was going to put my money on Old Bay. <laughs> there is an Old Bay honey flavor that is delicious. I'll give them
3: that.
0: What about I'll you, Stephen?
2: Ha- I'll have to think about it. I'm really torn. I don't even because I don't want to get judged for it. You know, there's there, like I'll let you know. I'll let you know on the next one. All right. Yeah. This is absolutely. good, Jason. Wow. We appreciate this so much. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's going to be an exciting year when seasons yep. are starting. Super fortunate that we've been able to work with you all. Thank you so much. This is another episode of the NIL Show. Thanks, guys.
0: Hey, everyone. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Just wanted to say thanks again for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any team wear, custom merchandise, rec or youth league jerseys, uh, fraternity and sorority wear, or company merchandise, we're always here for you. You can find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store.